0: Are you listening? Hey. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pastor and the Witch podcast, recorded in Muncie, Indiana. This is our 12th episode, right, babe? Yes. Okay. So I'm joined by my smoking hot, well-endowed... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wife. Jordan. I'm here
1: with my amazing hubby.
0: So this episode, um, we've kind of like done a... Like a repeat, in a sense. Like we had to kind of... Initially, we were going to do an episode about narcissism and living with narcissism Um, but yeah that's a pretty heavy
1: yeah we we were recording and the more we got into it like I was finding it was kind of hard to talk about it like I had planned to sit down and write but I am still learning how to organize my time properly, so I'll get better at it. But I really do need to sit down and write because it is hard to talk about, and I've really not talked about it. You know, I mean, I have, but maybe that's part of it because I've not really talked about it. So it's kind of going to be... It was just getting hard, so yeah.
0: Anyway. Well, the next couple episodes coming up, next week we're going to have... Actually, my dad's gonna come on, and um, he's gonna talk a little bit of just about his beliefs, but his experience in Vietnam. He was in the war, and um, I told him we can't talk politics because this is that's one thing we won't talk about on this episode yes, or on this on this, this podcast. podcast. Yeah,
1: that shit is talked about enough
0: every yeah. day. And my dad would call himself a liberal, democratic, socialist. And I might call myself that too, but, and we still have pretty drastically different beliefs, but the core are pretty, pretty similar. But then the the episode after that, so two episodes from now, we're going to do our episode on the supernatural.
1: And that's all we're going to say.
0: Well. We don't want
1: to continue talking about it. Like because, we did last week. You don't yeah. want to
0: like say we're not going to talk about it and then just talk about it the whole fucking time. <laughs> no, but. So we're going to read Big D, a guy named Dave Schulwalter that lives here in Muncie. Um, he wrote in and had some some supernatural stuff in his house. We're going to talk about that. We had a few people write in and talk about certain things. And uh, if you're listening and you want to, you know, you have a story or something or an account or even just like something you heard that you know to be fairly maybe true or factual coming from a credible source, uh, just email us at the Pastor yeah, and the Witch Podcast at gmail dot com.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. We'd love to.
0: Yeah. Read your stories. Yeah, definitely. But so today, let's. I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about death, and I want to talk about the afterlife and how that is different for different cultures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what do you think happens when you die?
1: Um, I think, well, like I said before, I believe in energy. And I think everything is made up of this energy or universal source that never dies. But whenever I like, I like, I don't know, I have, I, I, I don't know. You know, that's the thing. I don't know. But I just, I do believe that we go on do we go into this heaven where we see our loved ones? And I don't think like we'd see them how we remembered them. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, that would be awesome. And I'm not saying that, you know, but I just don't know if it's like that, but I don't know. I just see like just flying through the universe as this like light (laughs) <laughs> but it but you not like but it not being in this I don't know dimension type thing.
0: So like a lot I've you know, I've heard this idea spoke a lot where the idea of the afterlife and there's a heaven and a hell, it's just the existence of a hell is basically from mankind's perspective that like a wrong has to be, paid for mm-hmm. through punishment or something a lot similar to that. And then a right has to be paid for through a reward. So th- the difference being like for instance, the Jews and the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, hell is not talked about. Hell is not mentioned. Um, so, and then obviously like the Protestant or the, the Christian point of view is uh, that there is a heaven and a hell. The Catholic, they believe in limbo, which is like in between, and you can pray your, pray people into heaven. Um, And uh, Islam believes in some people will go to hell, but you might have to get through different stages of hell, but you will eventually get to heaven. And there is levels, and and I I don't know a ton of Islam, so I'm not going to Act like I do. But the idea that life goes on. And like exactly like you said. You don't know. Nobody knows. You know what I mean? like
1: Right. Well, and like not to get in the paranormal. But I believe in the paranormal. So sometimes I wonder like if there is this limbo. And that's what ghosts are. Like the energy. Like yeah. they're somehow trapped and they just can't. I don't know if it's. This super conscious thing where you're holding on to a memory or something. I don't know. Because there's just so many stories out there. <laughs> that, but but also, like, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. But remember that movie, What Dreams May Come? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want us to finish that movie because we never did. But that's one of my favorite movies, too, with Robin Williams. And if you've never seen it, it's it, its really good. It has Robin Williams and is it Cuba Downing Jr.?
0: Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or Robert Downing Jr. 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 Okay, Robert Downing Jr. Cuba, (laughs) or I don't know. Anyways.
0: No, it's Cuba in there. Like he played in Boys in the Hood.
1: Right, and I always think of Jerry Maguire.
0: Yep, he played (laughs) O.J. Simpson too in The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. But yes, that. what's that other movie we watched? And it was about a girl... She gets murdered. The guy takes oh, her. Oh, the, the lovely cornfield. bones. Yeah, the lovely bones. Yeah,
1: that was uh, that was like a good movie, but it was heavy. Like the Christian
0: was... world was pissed off about their portrayal of heaven. Isn't that so weird? How Christians get mad about shit? I mean, like, not I'm not calling heaven shit, but I, like they get so bent <laughs> out of shape over everything. Yeah.
1: Well, like. What was their idea of heaven? Like, just because she was a ghost or something? or?
0: Well, she had, like, if I remember correctly, it was almost like, remember, she kind of, like, stuck around until that brother figured out what happened. Okay. And it was almost like she was able to prolong going into the afterlife and into heaven until that was done. So, something like that. But, I mean, you know. I'm going to piss off a lot of Christians doing this, but uh, that's okay. But like Christians have a very like black and white view of hell and heaven. Mm -hmm. So anytime that's portrayed in a way that's outside of their comfort zone. Well,
1: let me get back to that movie because in that movie, I really love how heaven and hell is portrayed because like, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but she commits suicide. So, of course, in a lot of views, if you commit suicide, which I don't believe this, but you go to hell. And and then he ends up passing away. So he is, like, stuck in limbo and trying to contact her and all this. And, like, then he finally moves on. And his heaven is, like, kind of, like, it's... In that movie, heaven is portrayed like it's what you make of it. Like when you were a human and whatever you basically envisioned heaven to be on earth is what your heaven would be. And you could be whoever you wanted to be, look however you wanted to look. And then hell, where she went, was like the worst that your life could be on earth like her house was a dump and it was just dark and there was like her worst fears basically is what hell is you know so it was just a really cool way they
0: and what's that movie called what dreams yeah, may come. What dreams come
1: and they're yeah. like they're they're soulmates but they're twin flames and that's
0: yeah
1: yeah and i don't know like i <laughs> as cheesy as it may sound i kind of believe in that stuff you know i definitely believe in that no. stuff like you're yeah. my twin flame But seriously, like, if you think that we're, I don't know, when you think about weird stuff, I guess, if we're made up of energy, which I believe we are, everything is energy, but if there is, like, somehow all of our energy just got dispersed and just spread out everywhere, and there has to be other humans or other things out there that have the same energy, Of where we came from. I don't know. (laughs) So, like, like... that's why you're connected to certain people. And also, I believe that, like, depending on how you are in life, like, where you are mentally, you attract those types of people. Mm -hmm. But you still connect with those people. Yeah. Even if it's a toxic connection. Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean. But, well, yeah, I just, that's why you connect with people because they're, like... You know, that's why astrology is so interesting to me because, like, your birth sign and personality traits, and a lot of them are real accurate with me, but I don't know.
0: No, like, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's interesting, though, because I I do believe in a, in a hell. Mm-hmm. I do believe in a heaven. Um, I don't know what those look like. I mean, I have an idea, you know, that I kind of lean towards. But I also think that... I think our view of of God, you know, this creator, some people say intelligent design, uh, is I just have this, uh, this idea that we're probably all really wrong about a lot of things.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? But Paul... Says, you know to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of god so i always wondered like say you die and say you go to hell like do you do you have like the the chance like to to like see god before you're cast into hell or you just die and you go to hell you know or is there like this say you die and you go to heaven there's this period where, like, you're scared to death because you're like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all going to experience this, so we'll all find out <laughs> how wrong or how right we were. Well, what was that phrase
1: again, that verse you just well, said?
0: Uh, Paul says, uh, to be absent from the body is to be in the presence of God.
1: Hmm. Is he talking about death?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, he talks about that in the book of Romans. Because there is this idea, like, if you look at a lot of Eastern Orthodox uh, beliefs, they... They will actually save their bones so they're dead. So it's like you look at some of the places in Europe, especially Eastern Europe, and some of the places in Africa, they'll have just piles of bones and they'll be inside. And sometimes they make churches out of them. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a place in the Czech Republic like that. And there's a place in France. But they do that because they believe that, like, your bones, like when the second coming happens and the dead are called back to life. That those that you need those bones, which is weird to think of, but it's like makes for great art.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: But like, so there, because of that, there's this idea. This is another term. This isn't biblical, but the idea of something called soul sleep, and soul sleep is where you die, and then you're not cast into heaven or hell, and you're just dead, kind of like the way you were before you were born. You know, like the earth existed for billions of years before we were born didn't it was it was cool you know i don't it wasn't like i'm bored we're not going to be born <laughs> but so like that soul sleep idea is like it's like that when you die and then after the apocalypse at the second coming then you know whether it's in the rapture and again the rapture really isn't biblical um, some people like Guy Fons he'll probably be pissed off that I said that, but that's okay. Cause I piss Guy off all the time anyway, <laughs> as does he to me. But some people believe like you'll be caught up in the air, right? And the rapture just happens in the blink of an eye and those that, and that's after the tribulation, if you're post-trib and I think Guy was pre-trib and which would happen before the tribulation, like the, so, which is right before the apocalypse, um, so this idea that you basically like are in this soul-sleeping state where you're kind of not not in limbo because you don't even know, but then all of a sudden you're, you're called up, and then you are judged, like Judgment Day. So in the book of Revelations, there's something called the Great White Throne Judgment, mm-hmm. and the believer of Christ will not sit in that, judgment because their judgment was already paid for through the death of Christ so this is Christian theology and and I believe in a great deal of it but um, those that aren't are judged so but you know like Christian theology if you look at it take somebody like Hitler because this is a common question like so what if like Hitler before he committed suicide like he really repented or really asked for forgiveness and then, and he really meant it too. It wasn't like you know, right. bullshit or something, which I don't think happened. But I'll just say hypothetically, he did. Theoretically, he would go to heaven, right? Mm-hmm. So, so he, here's my point of view, though. My point of view is a little bit weirder because, or my perspective, is because that I believe, I want to believe that I'm right in this, and I, I don't know if I am. Because, again, I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. But I believe that in more of that universalist Christian approach where what Jesus did, you know, covers everybody. What that looks like, I don't know. I mean, is Joseph Stalin or Pol Pot in heaven right now? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just I wouldn't want to be Joseph Stalin or Pol Pot or any of these dictators, you know, in the in the the history of you know the modern world that were just tyrants and just evil evil people but at the same time like the christian theology would look and say jesus taught if you thank it you've done it and really that was one there's a little bit of gray in that in that phrase so meaning like if you've lusted after somebody you've essentially sinned right Mm -hmm. um But at the same time, there's some gray in there because what I get out of that is that, and this is a big problem for a lot of people, but the fact that we're all sinful,
1: right? Mm, Yeah.
0: So, and and I I think we are. I think it's pretty easy to see. I mean, in all reality, just look at, without getting political, let's just look at our country right now. We really haven't got past tribalism (laughs) with all our technology, with all our... Fucking advancements and in medicine and all that bullshit. We really haven't got past tribalism. It's still like the power struggle of one group trying to hold down another group. You know, it's really the human nature, you know, like we're still in the bush fucking killing each other with sticks and stones, you know. So, but I think it's it should be said though that there is a big I don't know,
1: right? Well, one thing too. One thing that I think of is when you look at the science side of it as humans, we're all like, we're not animals, like mammals. Well, you know what I mean? Like we're animals in a way. Yeah. And, but we're just, our intelligence is different, but we all have ways to protect and like we have our, you know,
0: Yeah, those primal urges. Right.
1: (laughs) So when people say you're sinful, but you're doing something that is human nature, I don't. And I mean, I'm not saying that it's okay to be evil or hurt people. But I'm I'm just saying, like, it is human nature to do certain things. And just they do get out of control, you know. But, like. I don't know. I lost my train of thought again. Well, I
0: think you're like the like the difference of somebody believing that sinful, and maybe like to the degree of really what is sinful is sinful. Just like telling a lie, or sinful like committing the act of
1: murder. Right. Right. Definitely. Like, but I do think what I was getting at is like I do believe that there are evil people. And I do believe that people can be born bad. I really do believe that because of some kind of fucked up thing in their brain. Yeah. And, But I also believe that a lot of it has to do with your childhood upbringing and things that you've been through. But I do believe that people are just born bad. And I think that's just like on the science side. Yeah. But I don't know. But then when you th- – I just think people who are truly evil and hurt people – I believe that their hell is going to be miserable because it's basically going to be the life they lived a hundred times worse, but
0: on them. Have you ever read Dante's Inferno? No. You ever heard of it? Mm Mm-hmm, I have. So It's it's an epic. So an epic is like, you know, a couple of Homer's works, like the, the Iliad and the, what's the other really popular one? I don't know. (laughs) My dad would be upset with me right now. Um, But it's basically just like a story told in a poem format. And Dante, I don't believe him, but either he fell, hit his head, or essentially he was in a sleep and he had this dream. He went to hell and he went through the layers or the degrees of hell. And it was like worse and worse and worse for what you did, you know. And I think that's our natural human like makeup that we have to like from a human perspective we don't we can't take something at face value for instance like if something happens the the first question is why did that happen it's like say you get a disease why how did I get this disease and then how do I get rid of it right or if something's formed in the earth our first approach is what's this made of how did it form you know something like that so we have to take in basically that it's that punishment nature and I could tell you the Christian theological perspective of, of these things too but the idea that um, there's this this punishment for sin it it's not the basis of Christian theology but some people make it the basis of Christian theology you know. So, I don't think that, I mean, just me personally, I'm afraid to die, you know, because of the fact that I just don't know, you know.
1: Well, I'm afraid to die because I don't want, like, the thought of me dying young scares me because of my kids, you, our family, like, the thought of that pain you guys would go through hurt, scares me and like not knowing I wouldn't have be around my kids, you know? So that's scary. But of the thought of of me of where I'm going when I die doesn't scare me. Um, And it never really has. Maybe when I was younger, like, When I was like questioning things, like, oh my gosh, am I really a bad person? You know, but yeah, or dirty, you know, because, um, yeah, sex was one of those things that was like looked upon as isn't
0: that weird? Yeah, some of those like most natural, yeah, that's like a
1: part of the human biology, you know, and it's also, and this might get a little too detailed, but also like self. Explore it. You know what I mean. Like when you're discovering. Yes, yeah. masturbation.
0: <laughs> but so and I, you want me to tell you the Christian mm-hmm. theological perspective on sure masturbation? Okay. So there's a train of thought that it's not the act of masturbation is not a sin, right? And then, <laughs> and then there's a train of thought that yes, it's not a sin, but when you do it you're probably filled with lust. (laughs) Uh. So it is a sin. And and my opinion on it is is natural. I mean,
1: yeah, you know,
0: about as natural as fucking breathing. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, too, like, in, like, that's an area of, like, I I don't know, like, pleasure. So it's naturally, like, being attracted to somebody else, you know, or something or whatever. I don't know. But. That's just the normal human biology. And that's, I don't know, and just to make people think that they're dirty or that what they're doing is wrong and disgusting and it makes people lose touch with themselves. And I'm not just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like knowing, I don't know, being comfortable with your body.
0: Well, you know, like the...
1: And not being, like, ashamed of feeling... Uh, something that's normal
0: and you know yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I mean we were watching uh, The Cure do you remember when The Cure was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they're like you know they're walking up on like the red carpet or some bullshit and the, this lady comes up to him and she's got a microphone she like works for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and she's just like and like Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails was inducting them
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she was all excited and she was like, Whoa, it's like 2019, like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, are you excited? And are you excited as I am? And he was like, Basically, he was like, uh, No, by the sounds of it, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like totally Robert Smith. I mean, like, totally Robert Smith. Fucking hilarious. But I kind of went on this like rabbit hole. Like, with The Cure, I, I love The Cure. I've always loved that band. And, um, like, when you think of cool, like, nobody could ever say, like, The Cure is not just cool. You know, they just are. It's like Motorhead. Like, Motorhead is just fucking cool. And I, But I think a lot more people would recognize that The Cure is cool compared to Motorhead, which is the way Lemmy would want it. But <laughs> he talked about, they, they asked him about religion in this interview. I was watching the video. And he got really defensive because he was like, look, man, like religion is a bunch of bullshit. And everything he was saying about religion, I would agree. A bunch of bullshit. A bunch of typical man-made bullshit. But he talked about, you know, he was raised Catholic, went to a Catholic school. And he said, you know, I, it took me years to get over the fear of going to hell. Because I'm sure at that time, especially in England. Oh, yeah. Like this, like, you know, that. Catholic was like, you're going to hell, everything you do, is hell, everything's hell and I didn't grow up in a household like that, it was more like, about grace and, and love of like, Jesus not like hell, damnation, hellfire things like that, punishment and, but it made me think though, because like, you can't shake that stuff off easily like that fear of hell, like if you grow up in something like that you can't, it's not just like, oh I'm gonna forget about her, I'm not gonna You know, it's like something that's almost imprinted in your frontal lobe because you can't just get over it, you know. But that's the natural reaction, I think, to mankind. Mm -hmm. Because I always had the question, I'd get this question a lot when I was a pastor. So if God is God, who created God? (laughs) And like, you know, and I would just laugh because, like, you know, when somebody asks that question, it's like, you can't do anything but laugh, and but what a lot of people will do, and, and they do this a lot, especially in, in Christian theology, is they fall back on that, I don't know, like, we can't, there are certain things we'll never understand, and I agree with that to a large extent.
1: Yeah, like, I was just thinking, just when you think of things that we can do, like, with our mind... That's what I'm so fascinated about, like, us really having this power that most of us don't realize we have, Um, but, okay, like, um, lucid dreaming, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to be able to do that as a kid. Um, I can't really do it now. I've tried. I think I will eventually be able to if I keep, like, trying, but it's, as you become an adult and your mind becomes so clouded with stress in life. It's, like, hard to do that. But I don't know. Just the fact that you can, like, control a dream and, like, not wake up. Yeah. And then, you know, this thing called astral projection. It's, like, um, where you travel out of your body or whatever. And I've, I've heard stories of it. And it's just interesting, though, that, like, we can have dreams and, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And. I don't know if you've ever seen like a legit photo of the human nervous system. Basically, it's everything like the brain, the nervous system, intact, but without our skin and everything else. It you and can, our eyeballs are your, you, you see the
0: eyes. You, you can physically see that at the uh, Museum of Modern Modern Industry and Science in Chicago.
1: Well, maybe that's what it was, because it looked thin. real. Yeah. Like, you see the nerves, and yep. and it's just, it looks alien, yeah. you know? And it's just, the yeah, fact like that... this
0: prehistoric creature yeah. that lives in the water. Well,
1: and the fact that's, that that's what we are, like, that's what... Just the fact that that even exists, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I guess is just the fascinating thing that, you know, our bodies are designed to do the things they do with... You know, um, like the fight or flight response, I've always thought that was, like, a really interesting thing. And it's, you know, if you think about animals, like, fighting and protecting, that's what that is. But it's different, you know. So we're all, we all have similar, like, traits of how we survive. If that makes sense? I don't know. No, it does. But, like, just how everything's connected. But I'm not saying we're the same because we're not... But just the fact that that all can be is just amazing. So that's why I know that, like, when you die, I don't believe it's just black. Because it's not like we're going to – it's not like it's going to be like it was when we we were here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think, though, when you die that you will see, you know, family members or –
1: Yeah, I mean, I would hope so. Or you think he'll be like,
0: all right, I know all you people, but where is so-and-so? They're like, oh, so-and-so's in hell. Like, (laughs) so and so was a bad dude, you know? It's like when we were watching uh, that last comedy special with George Carlin. Oh, yeah. It was like four months before he died, and he's like, there's a lot of fathers in hell, you know? (laughs) He's, like, talking about, like, the shit people say at funerals, and he's like, I know they're looking down upon us right now, you know? And he, like, did that facial facial expression where he's like looking down and like watching over us and, and it, it's so funny because like all those kinds of things are really like our attempt to like process something that we won't we don't know you know what I mean and 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 that's what I think is you know because I, I do have some pretty like definitive like beliefs that I, I think believe certain things happen or certain things will happen but I also have a lot that there's a lot of gray and a lot of cloudiness in that you know like heaven and hell you know I don't know what heaven looks like I don't know what hell looks like I know I don't want to go to hell I know that like I am a you know I don't like I don't like the way the word fear was translated into the King James translation and I, I never really read that translation but you know, you're always, like, that. taught to fear Jesus, you know, fear God. Um, I do fear God. Not in the sense of, like, I think God is this. I I just view God as, like, bigger than me, you know, bigger than who I am.
1: Yeah. Well, like, me, fear God. I mean, I've never really thought about it, honestly. I mean, of course, I've heard that. and But, like... Fear God. I, I fear, like, I don't know, like, the earth, you know, like, could just go crazy, and yeah. we could get hit by a meteor. Yeah. And that th- shit has happened, and it will happen again. Like, dinosaurs are wiped out, Whether you whatever you believe. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, this earth has been here long before we were ever here and could wipe us out any minute. Yeah. And you don't really think about that stuff. Like, if you think about, like, we're just this... Little itty bitty tiny spot, yeah. And space is like endless, and there's other planets, there's other universes. Like I could talk about this co- like for hours, but there cannot be. It can't. We cannot be like the only <laughs> planet, yeah, no, with I, life I, I on agree. it. And that fascinates me to think about. You know, I think of the movie Space Jam when I think about this. Space
0: Jam. <laughs> R, R. Kelly? Is that what you no, think
1: of? No, Jort. Um,
0: yeah, but he sang that song. Oh, that's right. I Believe I Can Fly. Oh, yeah,
1: that song. Because we just, I was. <laughs> I was but, yeah.
0: I'm, fu- I'm fucking with you. I'm sorry. No,
1: I actually, it was funny because I was, like, singing that song the other day just because it got stuck in my head for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, that song's like a.
1: And he's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But. uh that's just fascinating to me to think of space and earth and just like the possibility of all that. And, you know, and I just think, um, I really am fascinated by space or planet sounds, yeah how like it's they harmonize and it's like it's energy waves, you know? And like,
0: but to me, like that points towards like God, or exactly. someone say intelligent design because like there are certain things that sound waves can only do and will do. So like like Frank Reber would say like the behavior of sound and I, and I love that phrase. But there are certain things that radio waves and sound waves will do, and it's not like we said. Well, if this sound happens at this rate of speed, it will mimic this or it will do it this way. That's something that naturally happened, but I believe it was assigned to happen, right? Like, I believe in evolution. I believe in theistic evolution. Um, but at the same time, you know, all those things happened, and I don't think it's by chance. Right. You know? That's just my opinion um, because of... How complex, like, humans are. Right,
1: know? exactly. I mean, yeah.
0: Because I don't think mm-hmm. we're all equal. No. Like, and I'm I- not equal to Elon Musk. <laughs> that is above me. <laughs> you know?
1: Well, like, I, I believe, too, and I'm not saying in every situation, because I know there's, like, and this is a whole other episode, but we could get into... You know, the whole exercising regularly and, like, eating right. This is totally off what we've been talking about, but I'm just saying, like, there's so many things that we can do. I believe, like, the body can heal itself. Mm -hmm. And I believe that a lot of the diseases and illnesses that exist today are man-made, either, well, through our food that we eat and stress. Yeah. And... And then that's where I come in with the whole inner power, you know. I believe we all have God-like powers, not like that we can walk on water and shit. I'm not talking about that. But that would be awesome, though.
0: You don't believe you can walk on water?
1: Well, if I had water shoes or shoes that allowed me to walk on water. Actually, I could walk on water if there was water on a bridge. And What's I, like, a glass bridge. A Have glass you ever seen bridge. that see-through glass bridge? It's, like, in Japan or yeah, something. And like then act like, like it cracks. And cracks. Yeah. And oh, my
0: gosh. Poor Japanese people think they're dying. <laughs> Fuck that. That would suck. No, but, like, I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, I really do. Um, I, I It's just interesting, like, to me because, like, from a Christian theological perspective, I... Know really where I, I lean towards a lot of these things, even if it is that I don't know, man. Like could be, could not be, could be totally different, and that does come back to you know. You've talked about this a lot before, like the golden rule. Yeah. You know,
1: and it and every religion has a golden rule. It's all ju- it's all it's the same thing. It's just worded differently, but it basically says the same thing.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, but yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, I think that uh, as culture goes on and in our culture, as our culture goes on, even like right now, if like you look at our country, not in a political lens, but just in our country about what we hold and put value in. So obviously like Besides like the norm, you know, of course, like the nuclear family is supposed to have value. If you look at our culture, the nuclear family really doesn't have value, you know, from its recipients for the most part. But we value education. Again, I'm not talking like from a government perspective, but we value education. We value health. We value money. We value notoriety, things like that. But all of those things are fleeting. You know, I mean, from the moment you're born, you're gonna die. Not to be pessimistic, I don't mean that pessimistic way. But, like, <laughs> but just in the sense of like you're oxidizing as you're born. You know, cells are dying, um, and then you get to a point. You know, because I, I always look at like, you know, you come into this world as a baby, as a child, and in most cases, you go out like a
1: mm-hmm. in, in
0: a similar you know state of having to be cared for and things like that and not being able to do things for yourself, which is scary to me. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I want to... I, I do want to grow old, definitely. I I, I want to be able to live a long life and see our kids live their life and grow up and all that, but I definitely wouldn't want to live old and not be able to take care of myself.
0: I think there's one thing, though, that, like... Um, a view of heaven and hell has helped shape me do things and it's more in the the lines of who i am as a person and like what i hold valuable and then so like for example like my time with Michaela you know the things i her being my daughter like the things that i want to imprint on her that i know are Of good nature you know things like grace and compassion and loyalty you know to yourself but also like to the people around you things like that when it's done in a healthy way but the I I, sometimes I wonder though if that's just like part of the the natural tension that comes from not knowing Mm -hmm. and you know there could be there could be bad times ahead could be bad times after we leave this world. I, you know, I don't know. I sure as hell hope not, you know. But, like, I just can't. Can you imagine yourself, like, being in the same place as Hitler? You know, or fucking Ted Bundy or, you know, Richard Ramirez? Like,
1: No. And that's the thing, too, though. Like, when I question things... Because I do believe bad... I mean, I'd want to believe that bad people go to bad places, but, like, those people are sick. Like, there's something wrong with them. Like, their brain does not work like a normal person. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's an excuse, but that's a hard thing to look at because when it's like they are human beings and, of course, you want bad things to happen to them, when they hurt your child or whatever, but yeah, but I'm definitely. just saying like they're sick, like and they they can never get better, yeah, but no. there's something that happened, either it was already there when they were born or something happened in their life that that just clicked that way, and it you know and they're fucked for life
0: so that's the the bio-psy- biopsychosocial debate. Like the biological perspective, the social aspects, but also the psychological aspect in regards to both of those. Um, which is weird, though, because like you said earlier, that you do believe some people are born bad. So, and, and I agree, you know, there are some. And I know, like, we were talking psychopathology, and it sounds like I really know what the hell I'm talking about when I say this stuff, but I really don't. I'm just interested and, and I'm in that field but the idea that some people are born bad and they will never be anything but is really weird to me but I know it's true so like in my opinion though that is like if there is a heaven and there is a hell and some people are born bad until the day they leave this earth then hell would be in their forecast or whatever. But that would mean that God creates people solely for damnation, solely to suffer.
1: Or it could be demons. I don't (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. No,
0: I mean, like, it could be. But, like, the idea that, you know, again, I don't think we're all equal, but the idea that some people are just going to go to hell, I mean, I just don't believe that, you know. You heard me talk about Peter Steele. Possibly. Peter Steele was, uh, the lead singer and bass player for, a, like a, a band in the nineties. They got big in the nineties anyway, but a band called typo negative. You've heard me play their stuff. They're a really good band, but they kind of like a Gothic, like metal kind of band in in New York, like real New Yorkers. And, uh, Peter was a very devout atheist for many, many years and lived in Brooklyn. That's where he's from. And uh, I actually, I went by his house one time when I was in New York City, one of the houses he lived in, but the house he lived in at the time this happened. And he never believed in, in any kind of God and always thought it was just kind of like bullshit. And he struggled with some substance um, use and he started going on these walks and this is like towards the end of his life he would die of a heart attack not long after this he struggled with cocaine and alcohol for many years but he when he died it was like just out of blue he just died and he started going for these walks and he'd walk to a church right and it took him like think it was was either 15 minutes or 30 minutes to get to the church and he would walk to the church on Sunday evenings and then he wouldn't go in and he'd turn around and he'd walk back and he started enjoying these walks and eventually he started going into the church and it was a Catholic church and um, the last album he ever did there was a song on there called These Three Things and it is a reference to the Trinity and in it he screams, I'm a Christian and he had the the Alpha and the Omega tattooed on his hands. and um, and he would say that in interviews that he was he believed in Jesus. But his rationality to come to that point was when he was on these walks, he started like thinking about his mortality, but he also started thinking about what he believed in and why he believed in that. So at first, he believed, you know, he's an atheist, and you die, you die. And then he brought up like, joseph stalin and fucking adolf hitler and all these you know bad dictators and he couldn't come to a rationalization that these people would go to the same place that he would go to and for whatever reason you know i mean christians would say it was the holy spirit spiritual people would say it's divine intervention possibly but he became a christian and that's how he came to that realization Mm-hmm. and then shortly after not long after like a couple of years at most he died. And I think he was young. I mean I think he was I think he was 48, maybe he was 52. He wasn't he wasn't old. Hmm. But it, it was interesting that that not like being like from a logical perspective because most people don't come to God from a logical perspective, you know. Or they sit and they rationalize things. It's usually like a supernatural event. Mm-hmm. You know? But, you know, like when you were talking about that, what dreams may come. Yeah. And you were talking about like in your brain and things like that. It made me think of, you know, and I know we, we've had friends that have talked about doing like DMT or ayahuasca. Yeah. And the things that have happened.
1: Yeah, like... I know that I've read some, like, thi- like I don't know if I'd call them studies, but I've read some things about how people have, um, done DMT, and of course they did it for a specific reason, but where you can actually, like, somehow cure your depression or any anxiety by somehow switching the brain during your trip or whatever. Yeah. Um... And I've heard stories of people going on to different dimensions and um, astral projecting and seeing, I don't know, sorry, that's kind of trambling off. But don't yeah, know. Well, just like seeing, like, I don't know any specific stories, but I know I've read them, which I know just because I read it doesn't mean it's true, but there's been more than one where people have done it, DMT and astral projected and, and actually... I don't know, saw a friend or something doing something, and they ended up being right, you know, like they're, you know. It was like they actually saw them
0: doing. Do you remember, I don't want to say their name, but, you know, my friend that uh, he's come over here before, and he's he's talked about his experiences with ayahuasca. Oh, yeah, yes. And he talked about, I don't know if he used the word deity, but it was another being or whatever, and they would talk. You remember that? And kind he, had, of. he had done it. He had done it multiple times. But he had done it two times where he m- talked to the same
1: person, same person. or yeah. being or whatever. Yeah. Well, I remember, I don't, I think it might, was it Joe Rogan? Or maybe it was, I don't know. I want to feel like, I feel like I was listening to a podcast. But this person did DMT and they i want to i feel like they said they were like in this boat and it was a real dark just weird place and they're in this boat and i don't know if the being or whatever they saw was like in front of the boat directing it or if they just saw them off in this like it, he, they said he said it was really scary but he wasn't scared at the same time and this being had like a cloak type thing Mm -hmm. but couldn't see its face and then he was like who are you and then he said that it was like he got sucked into the cloak and it was just I don't remember what he said after that but he said it just I think maybe he I don't even remember came out of it or something I I remember that
0: story I, I think it was somebody that was on Joe Rogan Joe Rogan's done that before yeah that stuff like that scares the shit out of me
1: Mm -hmm. i mean as much
0: acid as i did in (laughs) high school you think it wouldn't but like the the idea of like fucking with your brain right now terrifies me yeah Um, or even like can you imagine like doing acid now where it's like hey for the next like at least eight hours (laughs) you better not have anything to do or any i because you know you could be like you know we have nights where it's just like you and me and then all of a sudden, a kid calls, and everything changes right then. Oh, yeah. And then imagine, like, being on oh, acid and being like, fuck, we just took acid. <laughs> and I told you that story about the guy that I, – I, we worked for the same company, but he worked with my brother in South Florida. And when he was in eighth grade, he lived in Miami. And when he, <laughs> when he was in eighth grade – this guy's obviously older – him and his friends went to see the Doors, and oh, man. <laughs> I know, like, fucking awesome, right? <laughs> well, they went to see the Doors, and that was a very, it was a legendary show because evidently Jim Morrison, um, you know, exposed himself. It was like early on in the show, and uh, the cops came up and arrested him. all this bullshit, and um, you know, they were like, "Fuck." We just dropped acid and I got to call my mom now and have her come and pick us up. Like, <laughs> how long is it going to take for this to go away? You know? <laughs> like, you don't like peak for fuck. I mean, it could mm. be like four or five hours. Yeah. But that kind of like where, as an adult, you know. Something just
1: comes up and yeah. you have no choice but to.
0: <laughs> but evidently, like, is it true that, like, ayahuasca, so ayahuasca, you drink, right? And DMT, you smoke.
1: Well, I think, to, I think DMT, you can, I think the strongest way, well, I thought DMT you could do in a T as well. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. Yeah, I think so. But I think like, so what I've heard so many people say when they smoke it, you, you, you hit it hard. And you hit it until you start hearing this crackling, almost like radio fuzz. And that's when you go in, but it only lasts for like... 10 15 minutes. It's not very long.
1: Yeah, I think with the T if you do it as a T, that's the strongest and the longest. Okay. Cuz that's like the true form or or well not the true form, but I'm just saying like the I don't know. There's something I I, I think it's just, it's just the strongest. I don't know. I don't know a lot and much I, about mean, I know PMT, they've like microdose
0: stuff like under medical direction for people with like PTSD and they use like psilocybin like magic mushrooms like you Scientific term for that, um and it's helped a great deal, but well,
1: and that kind of goes back to like the war on drugs type, like people were do an acid and they call it the love drug, and everyone was happy and which there's so much other shit in it now, but I'm saying like some people might believe that the reason why the government like made that stuff illegal was because people were like able to. Because of DMT or um, um, psycho, yeah, where you can actually reach your highest self or something, yeah. you know, or.
0: Did, did, I know you did mushrooms, but did you ever do like paper acid or no. sugar cubes? Like I was
1: good? always too scared to because to me it wasn't like natural. Yeah. So. No, that um.
0: shit is definitely not fucking natural. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, <laughs> to think of doing it now is like terrifying. But when you're like, you know. When you're young and dumb and just like...
1: The first time I ever did shrooms, I watched the movie The Matrix.
0: Oh, uh. uh. Mm. First time I ever did acid was I was 14, freshman year, Halloween day. We took it in school. And it was fucking crazy. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, fucking like Pink Floyd's The Wall. It was nothing like that. I mean, I, I knew I was in school. I knew I was... It was just... but. Yeah, uh, and then I remember, like, that night, it was Halloween, and it was really warm that Halloween. And uh, I was just wearing, like, shorts and a T-shirt, and really weird. But, you know, like, to think of doing acid now, or anything that would, like, mess with your brain, I would be terrified of not coming back as myself, you know, which has happened. I mean, this document, Fred Cole from Dead Moon, he was in a band. Mm-hmm. They were in the studio. They were in the same studio that Janis Joplin was in when she was recording Pearl when she died in L.A. And um, but they had a—I a, don't know if he was another guitar player, somebody in the band, but he did acid, and it just it fucked with his with his brain. He was never the same.
1: That's Didn't that happen?
0: Red Cole's always anti-acid. Yeah.
1: Well, didn't that happen to Pink Floyd's manager or something?
0: Well, I mean, Sid Barrett, their original lead singer, there's was a lot lead of things. I, I think he was comorbid and had other things going on. But and I don't really know a ton about, I never got into Pink Floyd. Um, but you always hear, like, Sid Barrett. And, and he was, like, I know when they kicked him out of the band, like, he, leading up to that, he'd be on stage and, He'd totally be out of tune. He wouldn't tune his shit, like, his guitar, and he would trail off and start singing other songs and go back into other songs and then just start totally improvising and just, like, really like kind of off the wall. Not because, like, he was trying to explore, like, his artistic, you know, offering. It was more just because he was, just wasn't there,
1: you know? Yeah. Well, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, even stuff like that is, it's, like, Like Alzheimer's disease is terrible and sad. Yeah. But like the fact that the human mind can do that. Yeah. It's like like torturing somebody. But the fact that someone cannot remember anything of their current life or their kids or whatever. But they'll have a memory that they keep reliving. Because, you know, there's people like that where they're not there at all, but they'll talk and they'll be talking uh, like they'll, they'll be having a, like reliving that memory that happened 30 years ago.
0: Yeah. They'll, they'll have like long-term memories with short-term memories Yeah. Gone.
1: Yeah. But I just think, I mean, that's a terrible thing, but the fact that that can happen is interesting.
0: Yeah. That's scary too. You yeah. Know, Malcolm Young from ACDC, mm-hmm. like the world's greatest rhythm guitar player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struggled with alcoholism for many years. He's dead now, but the last, I don't know how long, but last year or so, he was in a nursing home. He lost his mind hmm. from his addiction, you know, just years of alcohol abuse. And uh, they said that you could walk in his room and he would remember you. And he would remember, like, Shit that happened 25 years. You remember we did this and all this stuff. And then you could walk out to go get like a cup of coffee and come back in two minutes later. And he was just like, it was like you just got there. Just like. Damn. Didn't remember. Nothing short term. You know, all long term stuff.
1: Hmm. It'd be crazy to live like that. Yeah, like,
0: It wouldn't it be crazy. Like if you had a parent that had, you know, struggling with that or dementia and they didn't know you. You know, like.
1: It'd be heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at 60 minutes, babe. Cool. Okay. Well. well.
1: Thank you for listening. And like we said earlier, I will sit down and write because I really do want to talk about the um, living with a true narcissist. Um, it's a pretty heavy topic. I'll sit down and really think about it and really write what I want to say. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, like our Facebook page, The Pastor and the Witch Podcast. Um, shoot us an email. Let us know any of your paranormal stories or anything weird like that. We would love to share it. Email us at, at The Pastor and the Witch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and we also have a website, thepastorandthewitch.com. Have a good night.